Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Business of Inner Peace. I really want to talk about a way, a tool to use to renew your mind and take every thought captive. I'm sure if you've read the Bible, you have heard these verses. Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that. Ooh. Hold on. Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And those are just really lovely verses and really lovely ideas. But if you're anything like me, how do you live that out? Like, how do you actually live it out besides just praying about it and asking God to help you change your thoughts? It's a really challenging thing, and I honestly had no idea how to live that out, and I spent the majority of my life not doing it because I didn't know how, and no one really ever taught me. They just read the verses to you, or you read the verse yourself in the Bible, and I feel like my walk as a Christian has just been the answer is always, like, pray about it and read the Bible pray about it and read the Bible. But there's so much more to it than that. And that is why I love the subconscious healing work that I do because it has given me practical real life tools to use to live out these things that God is asking us to do in his word. In fact, one of my clients this week said She cannot believe how she has gone through the majority of her life without these tools. And she can just see looking backwards now how much the tools that she's learned in my course would have helped her and completely changed her life. And it's astounding because in less than 90 days, she is saying, you know, here at this point in time, my life is completely changed. My life has changed more in these past 90 days than it ever has. And she is a woman that is over 40. So she's lived a good amount of life. (laughs) So um, I just want to encourage you again, if you are struggling at all in your marriage, um, I really would love to have you come and join us in our 90-day program. It's called The Business of Inner Peace, just like this podcast. 
and I help walk women through life. We walk together for 90 days. We have live one-on-one coaching and you're also learning new principles throughout the entire course, actual practical tools that you can put into your life and into action to help shift. So it's not just concepts we're talking about, actually teach you how to put those concepts into action and it becomes something that is extremely life-changing, not for just myself, but for all of the women that have come through my program to this point they've had some profound shifts. So I wanted to talk to you. I obviously can't bring the entirety of my program here onto this podcast, but I wanted to share one specific tool with you this week. The one that's more geared towards taking every thought captive and renewing your mind. And it stuck out to me as such a valuable tool because I had two different clients, one in my group coaching course and a one-on-one client that this, they just had huge ahas with this tool this week and it helped them so much. And I just felt it on my heart. Like, I think this is something I should bring forward to the listening audience. And uh, my goal is always to just provide value here for you. So I hope that you find this tool really valuable. So first I want to talk about the manifestation cycle Everything begins in our lives as a fact, just a fact of whatever has happened. And from that fact, we think a thought. And from that thought, we have an emotion. And that emotion then pushes us to an action. And then the action will manifest a result. And then the cycle begins again. That result will be the new fact and it will continue on. And so as you think about this cycle going from fact to thought to emotion to action to result, I ask you, what is the most important piece of the cycle? And if you didn't say it already, (laughs) it's your thoughts. Ding, 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 ding. You get a gold star if you did say it. (laughs) But it's totally your thoughts. If you can just shift your thought process, aka renew your mind or take every thought captive, you can change the trajectory of the entire cycle and change what the outcome is change what you're manifesting, what the result is. So let's use the examples that my clients were dealing with. So here's the fact. The fact is school has just started back up. One of my clients, like myself, homeschools, and we use a charter school to sort of be the umbrella that we fall under. Well, this particular charter school requires online testing every year for the students. And so it's that time of year online testing has started. And that's just the fact. The fact is it's the beginning of the school year and online testing has started. Well, the thought that she was having, and in fact, the entirety of her family was having, is that the testing is pointless. It's 
basically stupid. It sucks, right? It's absolutely pointless. That thought was giving her a feeling of frustration, anxiety, you know, maybe a a level there of um, anger. And everyone in the family, right, especially the kids, they are all kind of feeding into this thought and to this feeling, if that makes any sense. It's like the whole family was on the same program, which almost makes it worse, right? Because it's like everyone's tension is up and everyone's elevated and more stressed and frustrated with each other. And so those emotions caused what was the action, right? The action would be next. Probably not having um, kind responses or being very patient or um, having a good attitude, right? When it came to how to deal with this, it's just, you can imagine kids stomping around, um, maybe mom having lots of like, right? (laughs) That's an action. Um, And anyhow, it produced a new fact, right? The result was an unhappy household. There's a fact. Everyone in the house is unhappy. (laughs) Um, So what we did is we worked through it and we really were able to zero down the thought, which she had clearly said the thought that she was having was that the testing was pointless. It was stupid, right? And so I love the work of Byron Katie. I highly suggest you get her book, Loving What Is. I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes for you. And she has, she calls it the work, and it's essentially four questions that she lays out. And it's just a tool to um, evaluate any thought that you have. So the first question is, is it true? So the thought she was having was the testing is pointless. It's stupid. And the question is, is it true? And she came back with a yes and no, (laughs) which you can only answer yes or no, but I allowed her yes and no to stay because the second question is, can you absolutely know that it's true? And her response to that was no. She could actually start to think of ways that the testing could be beneficial to her kids which would mean it isn't pointless. And, um, you know, she named a few like, oh, it would grow some patience in them. It would show them how to persevere when you have to do something you don't feel like doing. Um, Just shows some discipline of, of working at something even when you don't want to, right? There's some valuable things that it could produce in our kids. And, The next question is, what is this thought producing in your body? And she was able to see pretty quickly that that thought was producing stress, anxiety, frustration in her body, thinking that the testing was pointless, even a little bit of anger, right? It's so annoying. have to do this every year. It's totally pointless. I'm sure you can relate. (laughs) And the last question is, well, who would you be without this thought? 
So if you can't think the thought, the testing is pointless. And in fact, if you found this other thought that she sort of discovered through the questioning process of the testing is producing some really great characteristics in my children, then thinking that way, right? Who, who are you when you're thinking that way? And she could see that she was much more calm. She was able to be encouraging. She would be able to point out to her kids that there's value in doing this. And essentially, she felt like a better mom. And we could see that it would produce a much calmer household. Like that would be what was manifested. That would be the result. A calmer, more peaceful household as they were going through this week of testing. But the biggest aha that I think she had through this whole process is that just the act of questioning a thought can cause so much change. And what I mean by that is when you think a thought like, this is pointless, this is stupid, this sucks, your brain is content to think that. It doesn't really care about changing it. It just allows thoughts like that to sit there. But when you ask a question, the very first question is, is it true? Well, guess what? Your brain loves to be right. And so it begins to look for an answer to prove itself right or wrong. And undeniably, when you sit honestly with that question, is it true? You will usually find a true answer. And I will tell you 99.9% of the time, our thoughts are not true. They really just are not. Um, And they're often not based in fact. So it was such a great tool to help her completely shift her thinking, take the thought captive renew her mind and see how she can do it different. Where we get better at this is we practice of in the moment, recognizing the thought that we're having and beginning to take it through this questioning process. So I want to tell you about my second client, the one that I do one-on-one coaching with. She had a similar aha moment. And so the thought that she was bringing forth, she's had a lot of frustration at work and she essentially just said to me, you know, the product sucks, the company sucks, everything sucks. (laughs) There is no good thing to say about the current situation she's having at work. And I said, well, let's back up and let's just find the fact because what happens with thoughts, right? This storyteller part of our brain gets really active and we can make an elaborate story instead of just boiling it down to the facts. So the fact is that at her work and she's in sales, sales are down. That's a fact. Now, we could do the blame game and we could decide all of the reasons why sales were down, which is really where this thought she's having, everything sucks, 
right, is coming from. But those are just opinions, right? When we want to say all the reasons why the sales are down, we're not going to deal with opinions. We're just going to deal with facts. And so we just brought it to the solidary fact that sales are down. And because sales are down, she is having this thought that the company sucks, the product sucks, the system sucks, everything sucks. (laughs) That's just where she was at. And when I asked her, okay, so what, what kind of emotions are that, is that thought bringing up for you? And she said, I'm stressed. I feel angry and depressed. And it actually feels like a big brick in my stomach. Now, interestingly enough, this client has been having a lot of digestion issues. And so she was able to see this very literal connection between what was going on in her physical world at work and what was going on in her physical body and how there's an emotional connection. And so, so often this is what happens. And when you're not raised in a society that has taught you this, you tend to want to push those things aside and discount it. But there is so much evidence, scientific evidence and proof that emotions in our body do produce physical outcomes and um, they can cause illness and disease. And so she was definitely dealing with some disease in her body in the digestive area. And um, this might not be the only thing responsible, but we could definitely see the link as we talked about it uh, with this, even as she described it, like a brick in my gut. So we uh, backed up and we said, okay, so let's ask the four questions about this thought that you're having that everything sucks, right? So we um, had to ask the first question, is it true? And for her, that was an immediate yes. Absolutely yes. Everything sucks. It's totally true. And I said, okay. So can we absolutely know that it's true? And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, could you really stand before me and say that dealing with a situation at work that was difficult, where sales were down, where you had a difficult manager and the systems weren't working for you and all the problems that you've listed, can you honestly say that it's produced no good in your life? And she is a believer and immediately said, well, no, because I know that God is working all things together for my good. And he's possibly teaching me patience and perseverance and teaching me how to learn new things under stress. So she started naming, right, all of these possible positive outcomes that were coming from a negative situation. Now, her brain was able to do that. Her brain was able to make that shift because we asked it a question, right? The question being, can you 
absolutely know that it's true, that everything sucks, right? And even though everything feels bad and it's not working the way you want it to work, there could be a positive outcome. It could be producing a very strong character in your world. And so I asked her, you know, we've already identified clearly what this is producing in your body, this thought that everything sucks. She said, anger, depression, it feels like there's a brick in my gut. So the fourth question then is, who would you be without this thought? And she said, if she was, if she couldn't think the thought that everything sucked, and instead she was thinking this other thought that so much good was being produced by going through a difficult time, she felt that she would be a woman of strength. Can you see the tremendous difference? She went from being a woman filled with anger and depression to being a woman of strength and perseverance just by switching the thought because the circumstances hadn't changed. And that's really the big truth that I hope you take away today is your circumstances are always going to be pretty much out of your control. (laughs) And they're not always going to be positive, right? There is no guarantee for an easy life here. (laughs) In fact, Jesus tells us in his word that we will have troubles. So, When you know that you're guaranteed to have difficult circumstances, what you can do is you can do this work to take every thought captive and to renew your mind. And this is a very practical tool on how to do it. And it's easy to just walk through, ask yourself these four questions, and you're able to quickly see how it's the thought that is really leading you off course and producing so much yucky in her body. In fact, that's the one piece I didn't tell you about her is that thought produced the emotion of anger and depression, right? And because she was feeling angry and depressed, the action that it put her to was actually inaction. And even inaction is in itself an action. And what I mean by that is she didn't want to do anything. She just wanted to, when she got home from work, she just wanted to lay in bed and watch Netflix, which by the way, is totally the opposite of her normal personality. But she just didn't want to do anything because she was just full of anger and feeling so depressed about the situation. And basically the results were more of the same right? Nothing in life was changing. She wasn't progressing forward because she was doing nothing, right? About the situation. But when we took a look at it, there's new possibilities that got created when she changed the thought to this thought of God is working all things together for my good. And right now it's hard, but it's producing strength in me. I'm a survivor. Uh, This is such good characteristics it's producing in me and something good is coming around the corner. So those feelings, right, then moved her toward the action of 
saying, I'm going to go out and start looking for another job. I'm going to see what else is out there, what else is available. And we're not at the point in her story where we know the result yet, but you could see that the potential for a new result of a different job is just right around the corner when we completely change the thought. So I really encourage you to grab the book, Loving What Is, and to put the work of Byron Katie, these four questions into action so that you can actively live out what God's word tells us to do, which is take every thought captive and renew your mind. I hope you got something so valuable today out of the conversation. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are, and I'd love especially to hear if this has helped you in any way. Make it a great day, friend.